Damien Fortune's Betamax Dungeon. Welcome everybody to this week's edition of Beta Max Dungeon with me, Mark Fortune. And uh, me, Jamie Ball. Hello, Mark. Hello, uh, listener. And uh, welcome to another banjo fiddling, toe sizzling. Get down on your knees, Mark. And uh, hail Captain Howdy, episode of the Beta Max Dungeon. Uh, a couple of things. Who's Captain Howdy? Uh, he is... Uh, Reagan's imaginary friend out of The Exorcist. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, right. And you know, in The Exorcist, you have those brief subliminal images of that scary face. Yeah. Scary Pazuzu. face go boo. Is that not Pazuzu? Well, yeah, but I've often heard referred to that face as being Captain Howdy. Oh, right. But that, because, and she, and she talking to him on the telephone, the imaginary friend. I think, anyway. Yeah, it's a throwaway... Oh, it's right. my throwaway bit, Mark. Right, second bit. Hey, Mark. Hey, listener. Second bit is how many more of these have you got? How many more of what have I got? The hey, Mark. Hey, listeners. oh, they're endless. They're Are endless. Because they? we get. Bored. I'll never stop. What, we, 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 what do you want me to reformat it? <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying how many more you got left. That's that's what I'm thinking. Sounds like you're getting tired of it, Mark. You, I well, you didn't sound there. that enthusiastic when you done this one. Well, I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to sound too annoying. <laughs> Is that what you thought you sounded like last time? Generally, sound. <laughs> You're trying to tone it down again. Why? <laughs> I don't know whether to go in high with it or whether to just go in. Like, that was quite cool because it was quite quite, quite a back. toned down. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes, Mark. We, we some week, some weeks you go hail. I know, I know. Maybe that's too much. Is that too much? No. I sometimes oh, think that might be too much. Jamie, I'm pulling your leg. You're overthinking the intro. No, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't overthink that intro, Mark. I literally do it with no thought whatsoever. Um, well, you must have thought of Captain Heidi. Well, yeah, I wrote it down. What, um, what have you been... Sorry, one, one more thing. Right, okay, okay. That's three things. Exorcist, Captain Heidi, Pazuzu. Was that an actor's face or a painting? I think it, I think it was an actor's face. I've almost got a feeling... I might be wrong, but I've got a feeling it may even be Jason Miller painted up. I, I may be wrong. Jason maybe. Miller, what the pre? The, the yeah, um, Karras. No, yeah, Dim, Dimmy, Dimmy, Dimmy. Why are you do this to me, Dimmy? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I did like him in um, the third act, the Legion. Is it? Yeah, that one's good. Yeah, yeah. That's a good film. Man. It is a good one. I've never seen the second one. I don't know why. Well, because I've always been told it's really bad. I've only seen one in three. Yeah, I, I think be. I started Exorcist two once. It's got, I think it's got Richard Burton in it. Yeah, um, I'm not big on Richard Burton. I gotta be honest. I might give it. I might give two a go because I. I think I think you'll be terribly disappointed. No, yeah, no doubt. But I, I haven't even have. watched any of those two versions of Exorcist four in there. Yeah, no, I don't worry about. Yeah, I won't give that. I won't give that a time of day. Um, so what, yeah, sorry. Uh, so what have you? What did you want to talk about this week, Mark? Before I'd, we talk about the main film, I'd like to talk to our uh, our American listener. We've got listeners where worldwide, Jamie. International, in, worldwide, international. We are an international podcast, mate. Watch out, Joe Rogan, with your eighty million listeners. I'm sure he'll be all right. We're reeling them in, mate. Reeling them in. Don't ever sell it, Mark. How many people are listening, in, do you think, in America? Possibly about six. Possibly six people. What is... Well, well I'm just going to have a quick look at the internet here. You know what the internet is, don't you, Jamie? Yeah. Right. 
I'm looking at our, our site. We've got we've got five uh, percent of our listeners. Five percent. Five percent of our listeners are in the good old US of A. Okay. Seven out of that five percent, seventeen percent of those are in Pennsylvania. Really? Yeah. We're a big hit in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> we've got listeners in Virginia, New Jersey. Okay. You might don't you might don't say it like that. that might, New Jersey. They might not like it said like that. Oh, sorry. New uh, Jersey. Hey, listeners in New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Oh, I don't know. Texas. Really? Mid- yeah. In Texas. Oregon. Okay. Portland, Oregon. Hang on. How how can that that that's more places than you've said people than are listening? Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. There's more. Yeah, but I don't know whether they're listening all at the same time. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We've been to eight states of the United States. And do we? So, but we don't know if these people have listened to more than one, or well, I can't imagine they've listened to more than. Well, one. Well, they might one. have. We don't know. Do so we? they can have literally listen to about two seconds of it and thought, nope, this this no, one me. You've got to listen to a certain amount of time before it gets gets. Uh, okay. Yeah. Maybe these are all deranged people no, that have a fetish for rural English we're, we're accents. All, we're all in the South, mate. We've got Alabama. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's in the South, and it Texas is in, in the South. Well, the South knows the South, Mark. What where can I say? is Oregon? That's Northwest. Is it? Yeah, where that's is way Mi- Where is Minnesota? Uh, that's up sort of uh, Idaho, Wisconsin way. Illinois. That's really confident. Northern. It's up sort of Great Lakes way. Northern, I think. Oh, uh, right. My geography's pretty bad. Sorry, American listeners. <laughs> and California. Yeah, they're all crazy. Fresno, California. Really? Yeah. Ah, great. A lot of gangs right now, I'd imagine. Uh, that's probably those. I've got Hollywood... no idea. No, I no, said no. that. I've got no idea. I don't think there's a lot of gangs in Fresno. I think Fresno's a nice area. Any movies set in Fresno? Right. Well, yeah, probably. I don't know. Don't know. I feel, anyway, like, I feel were... like we're dangerously close to upsetting no, many not. of these American I... listeners. Hey, <laughs> my Yankee Doodle Dandel friends. Don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. Hey, my American friends. Give it a like and a share. Yes, yeah. yeah. You get a t-shirt. Like, if somebody emails... If somebody... Hang on, don't, we don't have t-shirts. I can get a t-shirt sorted. Why don't you get me a t-shirt sorted? Oh, right, so you'd go down the pub with Betamax Dungeon on your T-shirt, would you? You bloody know damn well I would. You know I would. Fair enough, yeah. All right, well, let's, well email oh, in, I'm just I'm picturing the font now of the Betamax Dungeon. That's going to play on your mind for days now. Oh, uh, yeah, what You've the font it, is. What font it is. It'd have to be like an early 80s style. 70s? Kind of late 70s style. Yeah, well, late 70s, early 80s. Mm. Maybe that 80s digital... Yeah, that yeah. kind of. Oh, my mind. Yeah, I, my mind's reeling with the possibilities now, Mark. There are plenty of anyway, t-shirt we, opportunities. We're just, we're just so we don't forget the rest of the world. Don't we promise are, people t-shirts that well, we haven't if, got. If we get a message on the Facebook message board, if somebody sends us a message, I'll give them. I'll. Yeah, please make, message us. Make I'll, friends of us on Facebook. <laughs> like and share us. Please, please, please. We want to crack America. <laughs> <laughs> bit by bit. Right. Right. What? What? What have okay. I said? No, nothing. <laughs> anyway, we have got listeners in Pennsylvania, uh, not Pennsylvania, in uh, the Philippines as well. Oh, okay. So those little Filipino fellas. Oh, jeez, Mark. What the... 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know. They might. It might be a little a, Filipino woman. Any? Oh man. We can say Filipino woman. You can say Filipino fella. You, yeah. What's wrong with that? Any listener of any gender, shape, size, we appreciate. Anyone listening to what we're saying? Well, now you've made it about shape. Oh, Jesus Christ. You said little. Yeah. You said little Filipino fellas. Yeah. Right, well, he might be tall. He might be taller than you. It might be a lady that's taller than you. What, from the Philippines? Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Careful what you're saying, Mark. Look at no, these, got, these oh, people I, exist. What, tall Filipino people? Yes. Okay. <laughs> taller than me. <laughs> Oh, I've got a correction as well. Okay, correction corner. Correction corner. I hate that voice. Sorry, I said that like that. Cornwall and Devon is a peninsula. Oh, okay. And Devon is a peninsula. Yeah, because it's part of the, the South Coast Peninsula. Oh, okay. So it doesn't matter how body, how wide the body of land is. Oh, okay. It juts just, out. Yeah. Also, an archipelago. 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 Possibly. You're probably more right than I am. Archipelago. Is a cluster of islands. Oh, okay. Not just a volcanic island. Oh, okay. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like, some of the Shetland Islands would be classed as an archipelago. 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 <laughs> but, uh, so, okay, so... but so what Hawaii if, is an archipelago. Arch- fucking hell. So what if you had a peninsula... Yeah. And off the peninsula, there was then, like, an archipelago... Yeah. That once upon a time would have maybe been part of that landmass, but over time has gone underwater. Would it still? Would that archipelago know, be that part not, of? Is the that pen- not Keys, like Florida? Yeah, yeah. That's not. That a pen- Florida's a peninsula. Yeah, isn't it? that's kind well, of. Well, it was a, it's a wang, isn't it? A what? A wang? Yeah, <laughs> it's like America's. Country. We ain't got any listeners in Florida. Right? No, we don't call them a wang. <laughs> Florida. Sorry, Florida. As much as I know about Florida, it is a like, wag. It's like Bournemouth, but bigger, full of alligators. <laughs> and Gentle Ben. That's where Gentle Ben was, wasn't it? Yeah. And those. Uh, everyone just rides around on those boats with big fans. Yeah, on the yeah. They don't yeah. have cars. Yeah. Dennis Weaver. Um. And Ron Howard's brother. Bayon. Bayon. Is it Clint Howard? Yes. Yeah, Clint, Clint, Clint Howard in yeah, there. Yeah, it's Clint Howard. What in Gentle Ben? In Gentle Ben. I love Clint Howard. I mean, you'd never <laughs> thought that bloke would grow, grow up to be Clint Howard. Yeah, no, yeah, It doesn't no. seem right, does it? He was it? a cute kid, if I well, remember right. It must have been mid-60s. No, it was later than that, Gentle Ben. No, it wasn't. Gentle Ben. Uh, yeah, well, right. I'll tell you I'd what, said late I'll pause it there. I'd have said late 60s. Gentle Ben, 1967. Two seasons. Clint Howard is Mark Wedlow. There we go. How old was he? Yeah, God, I didn't know it's that old. How old, so how, how old is Clint Howard? How old was he then? How old was he in? I don't know, but there's a picture of him now. Oh, he looks awesome. Hang on, he's the younger brother of Ron Howard. Uh, he was born in 1959. Oh, okay. Well, he had to be because he was only eight in 1967, so he can't be. Oh, okay. All right, he's eight in 67. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he isn't that old. Oh, 50 odd. No, he's not. He's 60 old. Of course, I just had it. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's 63. So no, he's not amazingly old. Oh, I like it. He's good in, uh, he's seen Evil Speak. No, but he is in the Ice Cream Man, isn't he? Yeah, that wasn't so good. And isn't he the radar operator in Austin Powers? Yeah, is he not, does he not play the radar operator in, like, Apollo 13? 
as well. He does. He, he does. It does feel like he's typecast as a radar operator or like operations room schmo. Yeah. And says like, you got to look at this data. One of those kind of guys. We've just got this off the scanner, sir. <laughs> just <laughs> giving it to someone else. Yeah, that's that's his whole part. Um, that's a little unfair. What he's he's got a, he's had a lovely burgeoning acting. Career no, he's great. Just, like, he should re- be relegated more stu- him to No, I didn't mean that. Like, sometimes he's relegated to that. He can do way more than that. But because um, yeah, so, you know, I think it's because you notice him. Yeah, well, yeah, he's a great character mm. actor. Tor. Jamie and Fortune's Beat Max Dungeon. Right, should we talk about some movies? Yeah. Should we do the main feature? Yeah. I'm gonna get a drink. Okay. Jamie and Fortune's Betamax Dungeon. Right, main feature. Which this week, Jamie, is? Uh, it's uh, 1971's uh, Dirty Harry. Clint but Eastwood classic Dirty Harry. Why didn't he direct it? Uh, I don't think he was really directing them, was he? I think he, he directed Play Misty for Me before. Was that the same year or just before? Years before. Um, well, this was a club. He directed a, a couple of scenes in this, I think. Yeah, I think he directed the uh, suicide jumper bit. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I got some questions. Uh, yeah, I should, uh, should yeah, have. Uh, so, yeah, so directed in 1971. Uh, it was directed by Don Siegel, uh, who was a long-time collaborator of Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Um, and a, a Dirty Harry, really, is like a... Uh, what do you say? It's like a, a cop thriller... But it also really, in a way, kind of happens to almost, it almost feels by chance, turn out to kind of be the first sort of serial killer movie. Like the police police hunting a serial killer. Yeah. Not Because it's not, it's not horror. No. It's, it's, it's a, it's it's a straight up thriller. It's a thriller, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is very, it, it is very well, it much. it was happening in the middle of all the Zodiac stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I did have it written down in my notes. You kind of, uh, if Psycho and Texas Chainsaw Massacre are Ed Gein and say Maniac is uh, Son of Sam, then uh, the Scorpio Killer is all Zodiac. Yeah. He, is, he is completely Zodiac. Um, and uh, as, as we'll get into, Dirty Harry in a lot of ways represents a lot of the frustrations being felt at the time mm-hmm. uh, in certain quarters. Um, so yeah, it, it is kind of a sort of cat and mouse uh, police procedural thriller kind of yeah. Kind I, of I, police I, procedural. You don't see a lot of. Um, anyway, do you want to do you want to go through the cast quickly? Okay. Or should we go through who was nearly Dirty Harry, who it was offered to? Uh, okay. I think uh, Sinatra originally. Yeah, I was going to. I, I had heard that Sinatra. It, it, they gave him the gun. He went, it's too, I can't handle the gun. Too big. He broke his wrist a couple of years before. Oh, okay. He found the gun too heavy to lift or found it very unwieldy. Probably other things as well, but that's the. That's the he has been game. terrible in that, I think. I, I don't think he's a very good actor. He wasn't a bad actor, Sinatra, but I, he, I don't think he'd been right for this. Um, uh, Burt Lancaster? Okay, yeah, I could maybe. He said it's far too right wing for me. No, thank you. Oh, really? Yeah. Steve McQueen was offered it. It's too right wing for Burt Lancaster. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it was him. It might have been uh, 
Steve McQueen refused it because he'd just done Bullet a couple of years before, which was 68, wasn't it? Or 67. Yeah, it was about that time, yeah. He didn't want to do another cop film. Uh, Paul New- it might have been Paul Newman said it's too much for me. Give it to Clint. Steve McQueen might have been quite good. Mm. Um, but ultimately, you can't imagine anyone else no. other than Clint, East- Clint Eastwood is Dirty Harry. There's no... Yeah. How many sequels? I was trying to work it out earlier. So you had, so you had Dirty Harry in seventy one. Then you had Magnum Force. Magnum Force. Uh, then I'm pretty sure was it the Enforcer. And that one I really kind of like. I think that's the one where Time Daly is his partner. Yeah, because he loses a partner every film, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. And that's what that that's the one that ends on Alcatraz. Right. Uh, I know Magnum Force is the one with the cops and David Soul. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll get we'll yeah because we'll yeah we'll talk a little bit about them. These are all films that we may very well do in the future, but in the context of what this film is about, yeah, yeah. Magnum Force in many ways was kind of a, a response to a lot of what people a lot of the things that people mm. were saying. So that will come up a little bit later when we get into it. But um, yeah, I think you had. You had the Enforcer with Time Daily. Then I think you had Sudden Impact with Sondra Locke. Yeah. Which is kind of a bit of a rape revenge film, really. I can't remember it, to be honest. Well, yeah, because she'd been raped and she was going around killing the people that had done it. And Dirty Harry, who's sort of almost on vacation, gets embroiled with it. And he he's falling in love with her at the same time he's kind of investigating these killings. I think that's sudden impact. And then there's a Deadpool. The then there's one. Deadpool with Jim, Jim Carrey and Liam Neeson and and a ro- remote controlled explodey car. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, not the best. I no, think that's it. So that's the last five, one. That was eighty-eight. Was that five? Yeah, so I think five. Yes, I think it's five or six films over like sixteen years or something. That's five, isn't it? One. Dirty Harry, Magnum Force, The Enforcer, Sudden Impact, The Deadpool. One, that, two, that's five. Three, four, five. Why do I always think there's another one? I don't know. I was kind of, I was kind of thinking that earlier. Um, what, what's, what's the beguiled? Is that another Clint Eastwood cop one? Maybe that's the one I keep. No, going. no, no. That's the western where he's the soldier that ends up in the house with all the women. What one am I thinking of then? I don't know. There I is mean, a, there is the a gauntlet. It might be the gauntlet. I mean, he was in loads of other cop films where he may, he could have very well been Dirty Harry. I mean, tightrope. Was it was almost like what if Dirty Harry was a borderline pervert? Which is kind of you know. Well, you kind of there's a scene in this where he's a he's not a bloody pervert. So <laughs> what's um, he doing? So so yeah yeah. I, <laughs> um, so uh, so I just so I just say quickly. Um, Don Siegel yeah was a real prolific director. He uh, he his first film he directed in 1946. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was the verdict. Um, then in 1956, he did the original version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers uh, with was it Kevin McCarthy? Kevin McCarthy. Um, that was in 1956. In 1964, he did The Killers, uh, and then in 1970, he did uh, Two Mules for Sister Sarah with. Um, John Wayne? Uh, yeah. No, no, that was Clint Eastwood and Shirley MacLaine. Right. Um, Shirley, Shirley MacLaine is good in that. 
Um, that was 1970. Then the guy already did the same year as Dirty Harry. That was 71. Uh, and then one of his last films, probably his last really good film, uh, was Escape from Alcatraz in 1979, which he did with Clint Eastwood. Yeah. That's a brilliant film. Have you seen that? Yeah, it loses me. Really, really good though. It loses me in the middle bit. It goes on a little bit. Oh no, the whole escape and everything. I think I prefer that to Shawshank. Shawshank. <laughs> the Shawshank Redemption. Um, that movie gets loads of acclaim. Yeah. But I think Escape from Alcatraz is... Yeah, but it's, the, the, the characters are more likeable in Shawshank. What, so, more likeable than Clint Eastwood? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> nah. What are you talking about? Um, He's not. There's no Morgan Freeman voiceover. There was a Morgan Freeman voiceover. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Um, so yeah. So that, that. So that's director Don Siegel. Um, the music for Dirty Harry. I'm going to struggle with this, even though he's a well-known uh, like composer. Lalo Schifrin. That's the fella. Good work. <laughs> um, he and he also did the music for Bullet. Oh, right. Um, and it's, uh, uh, the music's great in oh, Dirty it's Harry. Great. It's really pulsating, pumping, really getting you going. It's very 70s. Yeah, but it's it no, works so well. Um, so uh, quickly going through the cast, uh, Dirty Harry, Dirty Harry Callahan is played by Clint Eastwood. Uh, the Scorpio Killer is played uh, by Andrew Robinson. Uh, Harry's boss, like the head of the detective kind of homicide division uh bresler is played by harry guadino yeah uh chico gonzalez harry's new partner is played by rennie santoni uh the chief of police is played by john larch and uh the mayor uh the mayor of san francisco he's played by john vernon who i'm also great i'm a big fan of john vernon great he's good in this as well Oh, he's good, really good in this. He's good in uh, Outlaw Josie Wales as well. He appears. He's in. Um... He's in that prison film we watched. Oh yeah, he was Chained Heat. Chained Heat. He yeah. was in that. I think he's um, in, I'm sure he's in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. He might pop up in that. Um, was it? I think he was in Savage Streets as well with Linda Blair. I think he's the school principal in that. Right. I think. Um, but yeah, anything he pops up in, he's, yeah, he's, 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 he's generally good. good. Probably playing the same sort of character, but he's good at it. He's that's a, that's he's, why they keep he's, getting him up. He's really good at. He's got a real good line delivery. That guy, like he, like he always sort of has a couple of killer. Even yeah. though his parts are pretty small, he always has a couple of lines that are like kind of killer. And this one is kind. Of, we'll get to it, but it's the whole kind of. Yeah, I think he's got a point. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a killer line. Um, Okay, so... you seen Andrew Robinson in anything else apart from Hellraiser? No. Partly because of how good he was in this. Do you think that ruined him? It did a little bit, yeah. It, he got trouble. He got hassled in the streets, he got death threats, yeah. he got in... Well, it builds up to the crescendo where he's absolutely... He's an absolute nightmare. He starts end. out, he starts out hateful. Yeah. And by the end of it, you really fucking hate this guy like it's beyond hate. oh yeah okay, sorry. I'm just emphasising how much you hate the guy yeah. he's a despicable character he is a despicable character yeah um, so, I'll stop doing that as well I'll keep repeating what you say no that's quite right Mark um, so uh, should we just sort of do yeah. a brief synopsis 
Should I do a brief, just yeah, very, very, very super, super brief, super brief, super brief synopsis? A crazed madman is holding the city of San Francisco to ransom. He's a sniper. He's killing people at random. He wants two hundred k, which back then was probably a lot of money. Um, it's like one. We need some time to get the money together. Like, yeah, really. really? <laughs> <laughs> That's like, you just don't pay the bin men for a week or something. You'd be able to find the money for that. Um, yeah, so he's extorting money from the city and uh, detective, maverick, renegade cop, dirty, dirty, dirty Harry Dirty Callahan. Harry. Why do uh, they call him Dirty Harry? Well, you never really know. And there's loads of different theories. Yeah. And they all work. There's yeah. all reasons why they could be applicable um so that's your basic synopsis and it basically boils down it's like that cat and mouse yeah hero villain after one another and they kind of the hero and the villain also in some ways mirror one another in different ways yeah um yeah harry's an arsehole really no he isn't yeah he is okay Oh no, we're going to disagree. No, we're not. You don't. So you don't like Dirty Harry, well, the character. I, I don't think he's a very likable person. I do, but we'll get to that. So okay, so opening credits. Yeah. Uh, so the very opening credits, you see, a, there's a brief shot of. Um, I guess it's a real memorial, but it's like a list of uh, names of. Uh, San Francisco police officers that have died in the line of duty. Yeah, do you That's... know who one of those names is? No. Right. Have you seen Zodiac? Yeah. Do you know there's that scene where the guy gets murdered in the taxi? Yeah. And two cops are getting an earache because they let a guy walk past. Okay. Because they got a description of it being a black guy. Yeah. And they saw a white guy and they just let him go. Let the white, yeah. But then it came through. Oh no, it was a white yeah, it was guy. A, yeah, they, it was yeah. a mix-up. When his name is one of those names because he oh, died okay. in the line of duty a couple of months after that oh, really? incident, and his name's on that wall. That's fascinating. That the whole links to Zodiac mm. in that. And what I find particularly chilling is that they never caught the Zodiac. No, they didn't. So he, do you think he watches Dirty Harry and thinks like, "Yep, well, he probably watches Zodiac is... and goes, well, it didn't happen like that.'" Yeah, and that's fucked up, isn't it? Sorry, that's a swear. No, I mean that is that is a bit. I, I mean, find that I haven't I haven't watched the movie all the way through. <laughs> I mean, do they have? Other, is it? There's theories theories about who it could have been. Hang on, you you haven't watched Zodiac? I've not watched it all the way through. No, oh, really? No, it's brilliant. I know it's long, but it's good. No, I've got to get through the second half. I think. Well, as soon as I watched it, I watched it later. I thought this is getting a bit old, long for me. Yeah, you want to watch it sort of. It's a good afternoon film. Do you yeah, know what I mean, it's yeah. a good long. But they they had their theories about who it could be, but they could was it they couldn't prove anything or. Oh yeah, the, the, yeah well, the the film is inconclusive the same way that it is in real life. Mm. The film kind of maybe points you in directions that maybe they think it yeah. may go, um, but no, I mean there's there's, there's no answers. Um, so we get so we get we get the shot of the memorial at the start with the uh, police officers' names. Then cut to we get that throbbing kind of do 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 kind of score yeah. going on in the background, and it's a guy on a roof with a sniper rifle, 
and there's a beautiful young lady swimming. Yeah. And he shoots her down. Just bang. And that's pretty shocking. That even a, like, now. Yeah. Is an opening kind of... Uh, and this is before the credits, really. The credits are going up because she's been shot and then we see Harry arriving on the scene at the crime scene, Detective Harry. Um, and it's a, that's a really good intro to his character that... Um, it's not even anything... It's not even massively impressive detective work, but you see him kind of... You're at, he's at the pool, he's looking at the body, he looks to see where the sniper probably was. Yeah. Then you see him go down, cross the street, go to the other building, go up the stairs, goes to where he thinks the sniper would be. He finds the shell casing. Yeah. And then he also finds the letter... That Scorpio is pinned to like a TV aerial. Yeah, and it's basically the letter where he's like, you know, city of San Francisco. Oh. I am Scorpio. Oh, um, then he goes and has a burger. It's a hot dog. Um, is it? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but we, uh, yeah, we need to talk about that whole first meeting in the mayor's office. Uh, is that before or after that's, that's before that's before and you uh, before you've seen him in action this is where you really get the first idea of Harry's character like right. his sarcasm because um, basically the mayor the mayor and the chief of police in Bresler they're all talking about the letter and in the letter he basically he basically sets out his plan Scorp- Scorpio sets out his plans uh, he wants 200k or he'll shoot like a priest, a black boy. Yeah, or, uh, that's yeah. Or a gay stop. person, or something. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's, he's uh, so we already know Scorpio is clearly very bigoted, and he's he's not just bigoted about one particular group. He he hates everyone. Yeah, as does Harry. No, hang on. What does he say? No, we'll get to this. We'll get. Oh, to come this. on, let's get to it. No, because there is a, no, because there is a distinction. There is a distinction, but he. He legitimately hates everyone. Yeah. And if there's a, a, a reason, <coughs> you know, if they're gay, if they're black or whatever, that's just the particular reason that uh, Scorpio will hate them. Um, Scorpio feels that everyone is inferior to him. Right. Okay. Um, so anyway, that's what he states in the letter. You know, give me the money or I'll start shooting people at random. And they're talking about it in the mayor calls for Harry. And Harry comes in. <coughs> Is there any... Sorry. It's all right. <coughs> Is there any particular reason he calls for Harry? Well, because Harry's like the lead detective on the inspectors, case. Inspectors, they call them, don't they? Yeah, and so, yeah, I think in San Francisco they're not, in, they're not detectives, they're inspectors. But So he, said, he calls Harry in and he's he just like, okay, uh, okay, uh, Inspector Callahan, report. And I, I won't do the Clint Eastwood voice, but he's just like, what? Well, he's sat there. <laughs> yeah, he goes, he goes what? And the mayor is like, tell me what you've been doing. And he's like, well, for the last 45 minutes, I've been sat on my ass in your outer office. Like that real kind of sarcasm. Harry doesn't like authority. He's not, he's not establishment. And he doesn't have any respect for authority. His bosses. That's it. That is set out really early on. But then when the mayor says to him, look, this has happened, I, I'm asking you what's been done, and Harry does start seriously 
saying to him, okay, this is what's happening. And then Harry's Harry's boss, it's Harry's boss, is always talking over him and like saying, oh, we're doing this. He he won't ever really let Harry finish what he's saying. Um, And then when Harry goes to leave, there's a whole bit where the mayor goes, we don't want any of that business like we had last year. And Harry kind of says, well, you know, when I see a guy out with intent to rape, I shoot the son of a bitch. That's <laughs> my policy. Like yeah. And the mayor goes, well, intent, how did you establish intent? How did you know that guy intended to rape that woman? And he says, like, well, I, when I see, I can't quite remember see, the line. It's basically chasing the girl with a... When I see when I see a grown when I see a grown naked adult male chasing a girl down an alleyway with a kitchen knife in one hand and a boner in his other <laughs> along those lines or a boner or a hard on. Well, don't keep looking at me saying hard on. Sorry. Well, I shoot the son of a bitch. That's my policy. Um, yeah. No, I figure he ain't out collecting for the Red Cross. And then as he leaves, the mayor kind of thinks about what he says, and he's like, "Yeah, he's got, you yeah, know, he has got a point." Um, so, so from that, so just from the verbal, we got an idea of Harry. Already, yeah. Okay. Right. Then, um, then we kind of get the scene where uh, it's the next day, and Harry's buying a hot dog. Yeah. Um, and he's buying a hot dog. And there's a bank robbery going on behind. And he kind of knows, he kind of suspects, because he kind of says to the hot dog yeah, guy... Yeah, he says, how that car been there, outside? Yeah. Is the engine still running? <laughs> how do I know if the engine's still running? It's like, what is there, fu- is there, <laughs> is there smoke coming out of the exhaust? That's how old it was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, take, so he says to the guy, call, the, call for backup, call the police. He has a bite out of his hot dog and then like the alarms go off at the bank yeah. and they all come out and uh, there's a gun battle. Well, he just shoots one as he runs out the bank, doesn't he? He was armed. He's in the street and he just pulls out his gun and yeah. shoots him. But he was an armed bank robber running out of a bank. Did he shoot, shoot at Harry first? I don't know that he does. I don't know that he does. But uh, yeah, so... But he's a bank, he's a bank robber. There's a thing called due care. What if some kid had been cycling down the road on a bike? This we'll get to this because we're in movie land, and in movie land, Harry Callahan is never wrong. He, <laughs> he's never wrong. That's Does why he, kill, he, he, he never hits an innocent bystander. He never hits someone even, who isn't a bad even guy. Take cover. No, he no, just, no. He's just oh yeah, he's stood like, astride in the middle of the street. Yeah. Firing his gun off. Um, so yeah, I mean, but it's a thrilling bit, and he's still kind of just chewing on his hot dog mm. as he's doing this. And then we get to the kind of iconic kind of mon- the, the scene in the bit of dialogue, the, um, yeah, where there's uh, one guy's been hit, and he's but he's sort of just been winged or something. He's uh, reaching for his gun, and he's sort of reaching for the shotgun. And Harry's like... You can do it in the voice if you're going to do it. I can't do the voice. Can you do the voice? Yeah, you can. That's not not quite. He's sort of... Do it. He's always kind of whispering. He never shouts, does he? He's not really. But he's always like he's got a clenched jaw. He's always talking through a clenched jaw. 
but whispering. Yeah, he's doing it worse in the end. I know, I know what you're thinking. I can't really do the voice. I know what you're thinking. That's not bad. That's not bad. I know what you're. But he <laughs> don't move his mouth that much. He's like, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, basically, he gets to the guy and he does the whole speech. Where he basically says, "I know what you're thinking." Did I fire all of my six bullets? Did I fire... Or six shots, or just five? Just five. To tell you the truth, in all that excitement, I kind of lost count myself. And even though this is a forty-four Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and could take your head clean clean off, off, you you need to ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? And the guy... Just, he's like no don't want any part of it so Harry takes the gun and then goes to walk away and the guy I should say is Fred the Hammer Williamson oh is it yeah that's Fred the Hammer Williamson and he even turns up in a later Dirty Harry film as his mate oh is he yeah and I sometimes wonder if he's playing the same if no it's, it can't be the same character I don't think so but he, in uh, in Sudden Impact he gives him a dog. He gives him that ugly little dog, that bulldog that Harry's got for the whole film. That he oh. calls Shithead. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. That's, yeah, that is Fred Williamson. Um, so, anyway. He freaks out and goes, I gotta know. Yeah, I got, I got, Mr. I gotta know. And Harry turns around, points the gun at him, pulls the trigger, and the gun is empty. And it clicks. And Harry laughs, and he walks off. Originally. Son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Bitch. Originally in the script, and I kind of like this version as well. No, I know what you're going to say, and it's too, it would have been too much. In a way, it's almost a bit lethal weapon, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and this, his character is almost got a bit of that rig. As we find out through the film, there's a reason why Harry might not be all right, and he is okay, but. We come to realise that he's had shit go on in his life. There's a reason that Harry is maybe how he is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the original script, he points the gun at his own head and pulls, and pulls the, trigger. the trigger, and it goes click, and he just walks off laughing. That's pretty bad. That's pretty badass as well. Yeah, I think that's too much. I think you're right. Yeah, but he points it at the guy. That's okay. He points it at the guy because he knew how much he knew. He'd known. Yeah, of course he knew. But then. But he still traumatised the poor bank robber, whereas if he did just pull, put it in his own head... Well, after that, he goes and finishes his hot dog. Yeah, but he was still just munching away Did he do any paperwork? As he was doing it. <laughs> you know, the thing is, it's a police procedural film and you never see him doing any any paperwork. No, but you do, but you do, do, you do see him doing stakeouts in a lot of the conversations that they have uh, about the methods that they're going to try to kind of... Mm. catch Scorpio out kind of ring true do you know what I mean like yeah it's a movie it's kind of it's general bullshit but they generally um, they generally seem to be following the kind kinds of lines that the police would do at that time Jamie and Fortune's Betamax Dungeon right where are we at this point has he been introduced to his new partner yet not quite yet so we uh, so he so he's Foiled the bank robbery. He's eating his hot dog, and he got shot in the leg with some buckshot. And he goes to see the doctor, and uh, through the course of the conversation, the doctor says, uh, "When you get home, 
you need to put this antiseptic on it or something. And he kind of casually says, get your wife to do it. Yeah. And there's a bit of an awkward moment. And then the doctor kind of says, oh, sorry, Harry, I'm sorry. And Harry's like, it's okay, don't, you know, forget about it. Um, and their whole like, interaction between him and, the, him and the doctor is kind of cool in this. <coughs> um, this, would, this would be a, one of those scenes where I would say Harry's a nice guy. Um, anyway, then why? Because he's just the way he's chatting with the doctor. He he he, he doesn't he, want his, his trousers cut off because he don't want them ruined because they cost twenty nine ninety nine. Nothing wrong with that. And he wore bullet holes in them. Yeah, but he yeah, but <laughs> that doesn't make him a dislikable character. He's he ain't got a lot of money. He don't he he's in pain. But it's like, well, no, I don't want to ruin my trousers. Let yeah. me take them off. But he treats the doctor with respect. And he don't. We know he doesn't like authority. Yeah. But he he's not like that with a doctor. He's not like that with a doctor. Well, the doctor can fuck him up. No, I just don't. No, I, just, I, know, I, know. I just think he tr- just you know treats the doctor with respect. So anyway, the next scene, Harry's back at the station, and this is when he meets his new par- partner, uh, Chico Gonzalez. And Harry doesn't want a partner because you know he's a lone wolf. Well, his you know, partners like, keep getting injured and or, or killed. killed. Uh, yeah, what he was just out loud. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What? When his last partner's still in the hospital. And the one before that was killed. Yeah. What um, is he doing? Well, it's just the way he, it's the way he dispenses justice. Um, so, he, and he's kind of told, you know, Harry's like, I don't want a new partner. And he's told, well, you've got to. So he's like, okay. And he's, you know, he's very much sort of like, you know. Is that the first, like, reluctant partner cop? Buddy movie thing to happen? No, the, no. I wouldn't have, what, 71? Maybe. It's such a cliche now. Yeah. Isn't it? That kind of like, oh, you got, oh, you're on the, you're on the toughest case of your life and you've also got to break in this new guy. Yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> no, I want to catch the Scorpion killer. I don't want to <laughs> piss them out with this new guy. Um, and their early dialogue is very, Harry is very kind of that, uh, you know, giving the new guy a bit of shit kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, he finds out he's got a sociology degree and, you know, he's very much like, you know, just don't get yourself killed, but, you know, don't get me killed either, kid. Is very much that kind of attitude. Mm. Anyway, they go into, like, the operations room and they meet another detective. I didn't write the guy's name. I got a feeling that this detective is called... Is it Laguardio? Laguido? I can't remember. But Harry just refers to him as Fatso. Yeah. Which seems a little bit unkind. But earlier on, when they're having the conversation about the partners, he's the one guy that Harry says, I'll work with. with. I'll yeah. work with him. And uh, the, the Bresler is like, no way, Harry. You're not working with that guy. But yeah, well, why? I don't know. I don't know. But then that, but then that makes you think there must be a whole reason. But he, Harry, respects that guy because mm. he said, even though he's a bit unkind to him, causing fatso, he he would work with him as a partner. And later on, when they get to that whole stadium scene, they do work kind of well. Then, in a way, even though mate, he can't climb the fence, <laughs> they do end up he's kind of out. they do end up kind of a good double team. Um, but anyway, so she, so uh, Chico Gonzalez and Harry are in the opera- operations room, and Chico looks up to Callahan and says, "I do have one question. 
why why does everyone call you Dirty Harry? And Fatso, the of the Laguardio or whatever his name is, he looks up and goes, "Well, that's the one thing about Harry. He uh, he doesn't play favourites. He hates everyone equally." Yeah. And then he goes through a whole list of racial slurs. Mm. The first one makes me laugh. It's limey. I don't give a shit about that. Would you be offended by someone calling you a limey? No. No, not at all. Uh, the other ones might be a bit... Pro- I'm not going to say the other ones. <laughs> but he goes, he goes through a whole list of racial slurs uh, and basically says, yep, Harry hates all of them. Especially... Well, and no, then... Even though he gets a even... No, Chico, Chico looks up and goes, uh, oh, well, how's he... Because Chico Gonzalez is obviously a Mexican... He looks up and says, well, how does he feel about Mexicans? And he says, oh, well, I'll ask him. And Harry goes, oh, especially Spicks. Mm. But as he says it, he winks. He winks to Fatso and he's winking at the audience. Does he you wink? Know? He does wink. He does. He does wink, doesn't I he? I didn't notice the wink. You didn't notice no, that I wink? didn't notice the wink. That wink is crucial. <clears throat> I think I heard the N-word a few sentences before and went, oh, yeah, but Harry doesn't say no, that. No, he doesn't say And Harry, Harry winks. Harry is joking. Harry is Harry is a misanthrope. He's not racist. He's not prejudiced. What's he, a misanthrope? Doesn't like people. Don't, doesn't like or trust people. Oh. I'm, I'm a misanthrope, Mark. Uh, misanthropic behaviour is just someone who doesn't trust or like people. Don't you, want to you be around me, people. Don't you? To a degree, as much as I do anyone, more than most people, most people I don't trust at all. Thanks. No, you're not most people. I do do trust you. That was a genuine thank you. Um, But then the the people that I do trust, I'm holding up both of my hands because it is probably about 10. Oh, right. And that includes like... Family. Yeah, and friends. And it's even like that thing like, I don't really care what people think about me. I care what you think about me. I care what my mum and dad and my yeah. sister. And but generally, don't I don't care what people think about me. Um, so I. So our initial. I, I think. Sorry. I think all single men are a little bit like that. Oh yeah. Because I'm like that now. I don't yeah, really yeah. like or trust anybody. No. 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 And I mean, what a couple of sad sacks we are. No, anyway, but that, right, uh, me, you, and Harry Callahan. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it, but so that's our first interpretation of why he's called Dirty Harry, and that we're given multiple ones through the film. Mm-hmm. So that initial interpretation is that uh, Harry Harry doesn't like anyone, don't matter what you are, what your gender, race, religion. Harry hates everyone. What Harry really hates is criminals. Yeah. The only people in this film that he ever really shows any real kind of uh, aggressive aggressive behaviour are criminals. Yeah. And he's never wrong in the film. You know, it's, it's never an innocent bystander. It's never someone that was... Um, say, say in real life, off the back of that bank robbery that he foils in real life you'd probably then hear that one of the members of the gang was maybe uh he'd never committed a crime before he'd only just got brought into the gang his mum was dying so he just wanted to get money to look after his mum yeah and then it'd you'd be like oh 
So Harry isn't a hero. Harry's killed someone that... Uh, not in this world. Everyone that Harry kills is an out-and-out so criminal. He not that many people in this film, does he? No, no. Does he no. actually kill... No. One or two? He doesn't even kill the bank robber, does he? Not the last one. I mean, the last one that don't go for the gun, you don't kill him. And I mean, there's even a bit later on when he's running around with a bag and he basically gets mugged by three blokes. Yeah. He kind of lets them go. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, uh, that's that. That's the first interpretation of why he's called Dirty. Right, can I just interject here? Yeah. For a, a police film, you only ever see Harry on the job. Yeah. There's no... Nipping home, no, and that's that's a good that's notable as well. You don't see his, 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 his you never see you never yeah, see his flat, yeah. That ain't been quite revealed yet what you're about to say, but yeah, you no, never by his wife by the doctor, yeah. But you don't know, you know, something's happened, but you don't know what, yeah. But his, yeah, but then it could just be that. You don't know. You don't know at that point. Yeah. Late. Okay. Later on, we find out that Harry's wife died. In a, it was a drunk driver that killed her. Yeah. And even in when he's talking about that, he seems very kind of like. Well, he's matter of fact about it. He's, yeah, and he's just it's just one of them things. It was a drunk driver. You know, it, he's not that bit. You know, he's he's sad. Um. But it's just a, 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 how he is about it. Just it's another interesting. <laughs> I think he struggles side. with his emotions, to be honest. Yeah, of course he does. It's Clint Eastwood. Of course he does. There's a scene later on when I get to which I find very strange. Okay. But we'll right. get we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay, so we've got to the bit. So we've had the wink. Did, you didn't yeah, notice. Right, move on. Did wink. you not notice, no, the I didn't wink. notice the wink? The wink is crucial, man. Okay. If you don't, I think that because he's joking. Okay. You know he doesn't. He's he's not prejudiced in that way. He is legitimately just doesn't like people. Okay. I I think is right. Anyway, so then we cut to again uh, Scorpio on the roof, scooping out some people, scooping out some people to shoot. Mm. Um, and I might be wrong, but uh, is I, this when the helicopter interrupts? Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, it looks like a gay couple, doesn't it? It looks like a gay yeah, guy least, out on a date. You see him like putting at black kids and, and, yeah, and yeah. a cardinal, is it? Or mm. a priest? Because he'd threatened to shoot a Catholic priest earlier yeah. on in one of his letters. Um, so, yeah, so he's out in front of a church and he's got a few targets and then he settles on what appears to be a gay chap. Who, it looks like he's out on a, a date. Yeah. Um, we don't get a lot of backstory for Scorpio, but there was one written where he was like an ex-army. He'd been to Vietnam. Come back and been hated. Yeah, and gone a little bit do lally. Yeah. And I think the only one of the only kind of clues to that we get is in that scene where he's got like ridiculously polished up boots. Mm. His shoes are really polished and he's kind of shining them on the back of his trousers. Um, Isn't his gun selection a bit odd as well? They're all foreign guns. Yeah, the machine. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure on the they're make all, of the machine gun. I think that's a definite World War II era foreign guns. Yeah, the machine and guns. Like one of them. Good old American Smith and Wesson. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Yeah, it might be something in that. 
I think the machine gun is one. Of, I can't remember the name, but it's one of them where the like the magazine slides in its side, doesn't yeah. it? Is it a is it cock and heckler? No, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying, Mark. What was that sentence you just said? What was that word? I think it's a make of gun called. Is it cock and heckler? <laughs> Sounds like a German comedy duo. I think it's K O C H. How? What would that be? Cock. I thought it was hock. Let's have a look. K O C H. Hang on, we're going to pause it. Anyways, it was Heckler and Cock, Jamie. I don't know why that's so, so funny. So I was actually right. You went far off. I just had the names in the wrong. Yeah. So was that the gun that... I don't know. Oh, I'm okay. searching for that. Name. All right, no, okay. Um, so... <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny. Heckler and Cock. Cock and Heckler sounds better, doesn't it? I don't need to... No, rethink. Cock and Heckler sounds like Cannon and Ball. Cock and Heckler. Um... Yeah, so uh, he's on the roof, I should say. He's got like a, a, a target in his sights. Uh, it's in daylight. Broad daylight. Yeah. And by this time, the police are pretty much getting on it. You know, they've got choppers in the sky. They've got police on rooftops. Um, you do feel like they're trying yeah. to kind of track him down. And a, a helicopter comes over, it swings kind of, down. Kind of sneaks up on him. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's like a massive helicopter. They're famously loud. It, yeah, or maybe it, he's lost in the moment of putting his gun because he's actually assembling the gun, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, because he's he's looking through the sights, but the gun's not assembled. Not quite. Yeah, he's just and he picks his target. And he goes right. I'm gonna have to, and the music starts. Wacka 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 wacka. And the music's like, great. Yeah, in that yeah. bit. And he like, starts assembling the gun. And I think I think he's lost frobbing. in the moment. Yeah, yeah. I buy it. I buy it. And this massive helicopter. He's a madman. He's a crazed madman. Mm. Um, but he runs off the roof and they he slips away. You know. Mm. Uh, and then we cut to uh, Chico and Harry. They're driving. They're out at night, driving around. And Chico's like kind of griping about the helicopter. And he's like, how the hell did they let him get away? What was going on? And Harry's like, well, maybe they were too busy talking instead of looking like they should have Shut been. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> his, his, his sarcasm throughout is just... Like um, outst- he is outstandingly sarcastic through this film. I do. My I love a bit of sarcasm. Um, it's one of those films you come to realise as well. It's one of those films that you watch so many times as a young. I watched so many yeah. times as a young man. Some of it is rubbed off on me without a doubt. A lot of Dirty Harry is rubbed off on me. That's sarcastic. <laughs> Well, that, that, sarcasm. Ha- that hatred of like bu- <laughs> hatred that, of hatred of bu- no hatred of hatred of bureaucracy, that hatred of authority. Like just because someone, just because you're told someone is more important than you, yeah, you know you're supposed to act like they're more. Imp- you know well, that even that whole side of him. Well, even they've got more experience and they know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're not having it. And he. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I. So uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so anyway, they're driving they're around. The they're in the car. Chico and Harry are driving around, and they spot a guy with a tan suitcase. That's which right. They'd had a report of earlier, and they chase him into an alleyway. And Harry kind of says, "I'm going to go in this way. You drive round. We'll kind of meet in the middle." Harry follows him down. Uh, he spots the guy go into to a house for a front door. 
Harry gets up onto a trash can and he's spying. Uh, and then basically, basically it turns out that it's nothing to do with Scorpio. Nothing to do with him. Uh, it's a guy gone to visit his girlfriend. Uh, the girlfriend, well... Was she called Sexy Mary or something? Yeah, yeah she's well known in the neighbourhood apparently. Yeah, no, this is a bit I didn't get. I'm going to talk for it. Well, I, I mean, Harry is basically looking through the window. This lady is getting it on with a guy. And then about no, three... she's just unpacking the bag. They're not doing anything. Yeah. And she I... takes her, he takes her top off. Yeah, it was... Yeah, okay. So he doesn't, Harry doesn't move. He's no, just he's there still looking through the window. Like, what's going on? Is this the guy? Um, and then, yeah, three random guys, like street guys, yeah. are like, oh, he's staring at Sexy Mary yeah, or whatever. This is the bit I didn't get. What the Mary... fuck were they doing there? I don't know. They were looking through the window at Sexy Mary. I guess. Or they were looking out for people that were looking in yeah, through the what window. Were they yeah, like, in that dark alley. But they start beating Harry up. <laughs> he gets a fair kick in to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Chico turns up, saves him, and then we get the other kind of possible interpretation because yeah. Chico says, Tell me again, why do they call you Dirty Harry? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you see the woman at the window with a boost clapping <laughs> Yeah. And. Uh, she, how would you describe that lady? She's a beautiful young woman. Well, <laughs> yeah, okay. She doesn't look like she's just stepped out the pages. Of she looks normal, yeah, doesn't she? Looks she? I think it's fair to say she's a very normal, <laughs> she's a very normal-looking lady who's just bearing it all out to the streets. Um. <laughs> Do you say that to any of the girls you've ever been out with? What, you're very normal you're, looking? <laughs> you're very normal No, looking. I don't generally go in that with an opening line. Hey, no, hey, hey you, baby, you're, you're incredibly normal, normal looking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm relatively normal looking, let's get it on. Oh, dear. You're normal, I'm normal. Ooh, I never I never tell girls that I'm normal, Mark. I feel I'd be misleading them. <laughs> hey, I'm normal. Uh, just, it, that doesn't feel right. Um... <laughs> normal. Oh, you look normal. Uh, yes, normal. She's just a normal. No, she just looks like she looks like a normal human. Yeah. Yeah. She's a. She's. She's. Let's just leave it. She looks normal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is that fair? She, okay, all right. Okay, let's say okay. it's not a part in a film where you'll be like, "Whoa, look at her." And it could have very easily been a bit like that. Whereas it's a bit where you're like, it's a normal looking lady. <laughs> Stop saying normal. She is a normal looking. She is normal. No, no, not in a bad way. You're realistic. <laughs> she doesn't look like a Hollywood okay, actress. Okay. <laughs> she looks like a normal lady. It doesn't look like a Hollywood okay, actress. Okay, right. We've got the normal. She's okay. in it for like four seconds. Yeah, I know. We we've, we've talked about it longer than she's in the film. I can't even remember her name. Sexy Mary. <laughs> was it Sexy Mary? Something like that. I don't think it's Sexy Mary. Um, okay, so uh, so that's all a false alarm. Um, and then as they leave... They get Harry, a call. Yeah, they get a call for a jumper. Yeah. Um, Do they specifically call Harry for that job? I think they're or just sort of... Near, I think, or is it because they're near? I think they're near and they call him in and, you know, they head out that way. in. Uh, Harry Harry heads up on the ladder just to gets the jumper. Just gets straight up. No health and safety. Yeah, gets on the ladder. He's goes not even straight strapped up. in. And uh, it's fair to say he's pretty callous, isn't he? He's pretty kind of like, yeah, I don't care if you jump or not. I just want yeah, your name. Just, yeah, it's really bad if you jump because... Uh... 
Yeah, it's I a real mess. I don't really want you to take me with you. Happened to a buddy of mine, and they couldn't tell. They couldn't tell where his legs ended. Legs <laughs> began. Yeah. And uh, can I have a driving license? Because you don't. Yeah, want, yeah just give want me your name. Covered in, <laughs> covered in blood and guts. What does he say as well about? Then he say something about puking. Oh, the bloke goes, oh, like, "I'm going to be a sick." He goes, "Oh, you don't want to do that." And then yeah. the, the fire fire chief's looking at. Yeah, him. Yeah. You don't want to do that. He goes, you, "What's he calling him?" Yeah, oh, you son of a bitch. Yeah, it's not called that. Quite you enough. bastard. You bastard. And then the the suicide guy just goes to jump and grab him. Yeah. And Harry punches him. <laughs> catches him. Yeah, punches the guy. Grabs hold of him, and they bring him down on the like fireman, like the cherry picker. Um, it reminded me a bit a very similar kind of scene in Lethal Weapon yeah very very similar in Martin Riggs Mel Gibson's character in Lethal Weapon I think he owes a lot to oh, yeah. he clearly owes a lot to Dirty Harry ha- Dirty Harry has been so influential in oh, so many and it was only really when I watched it the other night that I come to realise just how many films I think that has really oh it's even, massively even Silence of the Lambs mm. and stuff like that Really, really, um, speed, yeah. Speed even follows the same kind of free act structure, and the free act structure kind of follows Scorpio like escalating his campaign, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Harry's brought down the jumper and he looks up to Chico and he says, uh, now you know why they call me Dirty Harry. This is another interpretation. They call me Dirty Harry because they give me any dirty job that comes along. Um, so well, that's that, was a, a, that was a good job he did there. Yeah, he did it in a dirty way. It was. Yeah, a, well, that was on him. Yeah, but it was a yeah. I mean, he sort of, he, he sort of resolved the situation. Yeah, but he. He, if his boss, boss had known how he did it, he, he wouldn't. He wouldn't quite the right man for that job. No. Um, but then again, that's just his. That's just Harry's interpretation. He he saw that as a, a his, uh, his dirty job. Didn't want to do it. So it's almost implying that he did. He Harry didn't like the way that he brought the guy down. He, he Harry felt like he'd done it in a dirty way. Yeah. But he brought the guy down. Yeah. The next, I think it's pretty much the next day, or the next couple of days, uh, that's when Harry and Chico discover that a 10-year-old boy has been assassinated. A 10-year-old black lad has been assassinated. Shot in the face. Um, so the city, they kind of tighten up. They well, can t- we just talk about when they go and see the boy? Yeah. He's been shot in the face. Yeah. His mother's there. Yeah. Just about holding it together. Yeah. What did you think about Harry not communicating with her? He just gives her. He just looks at her and squints at her, and then just walks away. Yeah, but you look. He, yeah, but yeah, but that's not. He's not that sort of. Didn't say anything. Yeah, I know, but I I didn't read that as. I don't know. How, did you, how as, did you read that? I, I read that as. I think he doesn't know how. Yeah, I think he's he's sad, he's clearly sad. He's not. Yeah, I, I just, I, no, I didn't think it was anything bad. Yeah, I just thought he, he didn't didn't know how, so he didn't say anything. Well, he, he yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Harry's not a big talker, is he? I no. mean, he's not. He, Clint Eastwood isn't a big talker, but this is why he's ideal for this character because Harry's not really. I mean, I find he it doesn't a, talk. odd that a film that 
uh, Clint Eastwood wanted to get made because he wanted to talk up for the victims. Yeah. Yeah. They don't spend a lot of time dwelling on the victims. I think I think where that really comes is later on where he has the meeting with the DA in the district attorney, you yeah. know, the prosecutors in any case represent the victims. And um I also think where Harry is really representing the victim is where he's trying to find out where the young girl is. Mm. Um we'll get we're come we're coming up to that bit now, so we we'll get to it, mate. So Harry finds out the ten-year-old boy has been shot, and I agree with what you're saying. You don't you you don't see him talk to the mum at all. No, he does look at her with a degree. He is clearly nobody seems to talk to her. Yeah, nobody seems to talk to her. But then I think in I think you think that's where they are. And my reading of that was, uh, my reading of that would be that in certain situations, sometimes like that, you you honestly don't know what to say, Mm. and you want to go and say. Loads of you. You don't know. You don't know what to say. You don't know what, that. That that was kind of my reading of it. It was just such a. It was such a sad, horrible, painful thing. He just. He. You know. He just didn't. He didn't know. Um, so, the police have basically they've spread like a dragnet, uh, you know, a cordon over the city. They've got cops stationed on most of the skyscrapers. Yeah, they got choppers everywhere. They've deliberately left one portion of the city unattended, kind of open. Yeah, to try and draw him into that area, and Chico and Harry are kind of staking it out. Um, and that's a that's that's a brilliant kind of rooftop shootout mm. when they spot him. It's a good gun battle with a bright with a spotlight. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's great. When they first turn that spotlight on him, it, it blinded him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Um, really, yeah, just a real good sort of shootout bit. But uh, he gets Scorpio gets away. He kills Copper then, doesn't he? Yeah, I think, I think he goes you don't stage. see it. You just see the Copper outside. Does That's he it. run him over? I think he just shoots him. I think he just runs down and shoots him at the bottom of the stairs. But you don't see it happen. But that's why he's got the machine gun as well, isn't it? Yeah. He ain't using the sniper rifle. He's got, the, like, the machine gun. Escalating. Yeah, um, and well, it, that's when it does really escalate because I think the next day or the next couple of days uh, is when they get another letter or they get another communication. Um, and is this one addressed directly to Harry at this point? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Are any of them? Maybe. I don't think so. I don't think he knows Harry at that point. Right. Um, but uh, basically, Scorpio uh, is kidnapped. Is it a fourteen-year-old girl? Yeah, uh, he's kidnapped a fourteen-year-old girl, and he's asking for a ransom. And Harry agrees to be the bagman. Um, and uh, Harry Harry volunteers off the bat. He'll deliver the money. Really dangerous job. And his superiors basically say to him. Uh, we don't want to run the risk of ruining this, so you're not going to have any backup. You're not going to have anyone near you. Yeah. You're just going to be out there on your own with a bag. And uh, this is what prompts Chico to look up and give us another interpretation of Dirty Harry. And Chico says, no wonder they call him Dirty Harry. He always gets the shitty end of the stick. Yeah. 
which is a ne- just another possible any one of these. It is a shitty people. thing to do to him, though. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he they. Chico uh, puts a, a whatnot on him, doesn't he? Without the bosses knowing. Yeah, uh, Harry gets mic'd up, and Chico is kind of following, sort of three blocks behind. Um, I mean, ha- you kind of think Harry is almost like when they want a sledgehammer. Yeah. They're happy to have Harry Callahan. Yeah. But any other time they find him embarrassing or not or Hard not work. subtle yeah, enough. Yeah. Um so anyway, Harry's a bag man. This whole that whole section of him delivering the money. Yeah, that's been um copied a few times. Oh yeah, and it's brilliant as well. It's real uh, Get to the phone it's gonna ring four times. Why are you taking your socks off? Because I've got an itchy foot. You got an itchy foot. Yeah, is that right? Sorry, Dad. Jesus. Christ. Well, no, I just I don't want to see your feet, Mark. Well, you did. They're not ugly feet. You've got handsome feet. We you You've got handsome feet. Yeah. Who told you that? My masseuse. Your. <laughs> that, that would be an awkward massage. If you were getting a massage and the masseuse yeah. said, "Oh, you've got handsome feet." For yeah. me, the massage would be over. I'd be like, "That's it. Stop touching me." What? Even if it was a woman. Yeah. Oh, you have handsome. You're a psycho. You think I've got handsome feet? Well, when you've got handsome feet, yes. Yeah, I haven't. So if they said that to me, I'd be thinking they were crazy. Oh, yeah, but uh, Jamie, the thing I've is. I've got like talent. Jamie, I, I haven't got here. your feet. I, Dan, I, I don't even want to think about your feet. You know those. You know back in the day you could uh, get those. It's going to be big... horrible. You're going to paint an image in my brain now of your feet and it's going to be awful. No, I'm just saying, you know back in the day you could get those big comedy slippers yeah. that look like big monster feet with Brilliant. claws. That's all we need to know. Let's get back to that. It. They are, <laughs> that is pretty much my feet without the comedy well, go slipper. go get a pedicure. What? Go and get a pedicure. No, I'm not. That's no. a chiropractor, was it? No, I don't do stuff Hang on, like your feet. Uh, that is a pedicure, isn't no, it? No, is it a chiropractor? A chiropodist? Uh, a chiropodist does your feet, doesn't it? I don't chiropractor know. does your back. Chiropact, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I've sure never had the need sure to go. But I think that's like your feet. I think you need to by the time whether they've just described your fucking feral feet. Um, yeah. Anyway, back to what Dirty Harry. <laughs> yeah, I will sorry. never take my socks off again in front of you. No, you, I, you just threw me. Um, Jamie and Fortune's Betamax Dungeon. So, uh, yeah, so that so we get another interpretation of possibly why he's called Dirty Harry. Uh, and Harry, in the in the build up to dropping off the ransom, Harry's superiors say to him, "We don't want anything clever. We don't want anything fancy. Just pay the ransom and get out. Don't no tricks, nothing like that. Just do what he says. Drop the money off." Um, and Harry getting prepared turns out no one's counted the money the chief of police is like well, it's not my responsibility he's just <laughs> like right okay can- yeah so Harry's like right like, yeah no right okay yeah so uh, Harry counts the money um, Harry is a precaution tapes like a flick knife to his thigh yeah and Bresler like his superior uh, he says it's disgusting that a police officer should know how to use a weapon like that. Well, it's, it's a knife. Like, yeah. I mean, it's what, like calm down. Yeah, it's not like anyone could use a... It's not... <laughs> it's, 
is a, a sensible precaution as it turned out. Nice lady. Can I borrow your scratch tape? Yeah, can I, can, I borrow, can I borrow some of your scratch tape? I can't do the voice. I wish I could do the voice. I can't. Um, so, yeah, so Harry gets mic'd up in... Uh, basically, the plan is Chico, even though he's been kind of ordered not to, Chico is going to hang back a couple of blocks and basically listen on the mic and follow Harry where he's going. I think he's listening on the mic and getting to the next point quicker. Beforehand. Yeah, yeah, because he's in a car. Harry's on foot. Harry's on... Getting yeah. the run around. Uh, but the whole this whole set piece the whole dropping off the money set piece is brilliant I like the way he paces um, himself <laughs> he's, he's, he's just yeah. for a sprint oh yeah he's, yeah he knows he's in for a long night I think. Um, well, so Harry's at the payphone and he gets the call and he even gets told Scorpio even tells him over the phone I'm going to run you all over town basically to make sure he's not being followed um but it's also a good tactic because he knows by the time that he meets him, he's going to be knackered. You know, he ain't going to be up putting up much of a fight. Um, and he, uh, Scorpio, again, uh, every time we learn a bit more of Scorpio, we hate him that little bit more. He becomes that little bit more yeah. just despicable. And he, he, he is that, like, I said earlier, he's that kind of juxtaposition to Harry, whereas Harry actually... Harry hides under, like, a facade of hating everyone, but I think Harry really actually does kind of care about people, whereas this guy, it's not a facade. He he legitimately... Hate, he does hate everyone. Um, so he says to Harry, I'm going to run you all over, ta- over town, and he's basically, I'm going to give you a, an address or a place, location, get to the payphone... And he's like, uh, if I see you talking to anyone, the girl dies. If you don't get to the phone in time to reach it, the girl dies. If anyone else answers the phone and not you, the girl dies. Uh, if it, he goes, it's quite chilling. He goes through a whole list of things and it's like, if any of these things happen, the girl dies. Um, so he sets off. Harry's, Harry's running around. Um, and... It's quite a good tense yeah. bit. It's a little bit uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. No, I think Die Hard with a Vengeance is a little bit this, probably, isn't it? Yeah. He hasn't got any tasks or riddles to solve. Yeah, but, but Die Hard with a Vengeance is kind of this sequence yeah. blown out and expanded. Because um, it's a great bit, because there's a bit where, I mean, basically he's running around town with a bag of money. Yeah, 200 grand. And there's there's one bit where he, he's going through a tunnel and he almost gets mugged. And he beats him up a bit and he points his gun at a bloke, but he lets him run off. He doesn't... Yeah, he ain't got sh- time. Yeah, but... He, <laughs> he ain't got time. He had time to shoot the guy. <laughs> yeah, but then he'd have to run off, wouldn't he? Yeah, but he did... But, you know... And then he's in the park... And there's like a, a guy. <laughs> oh, there's a fucking dickhead. There's a yeah, dickhead yeah, yeah. the phone. <laughs> oh, no, that's the old guy. I'm thinking yeah. about where he meets like the gay guy out in the park. Oh, and God, he, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, oh, oh, hi, I'm Harry Callahan. And then like the young guy goes, well, people call me Alice and I'll do anything for a dare. <laughs> <laughs> and Harry's kind of like, I'm a uh, cop. And he's like, oh, if you're vice, I'll kill myself. And Harry just goes, well, just, just do it at home. 
<laughs> just, do, just do it at home. Um, and then runs off. So he's been, he has been run ragged. Harry is knackered and he ends up in a, I, uh, I don't know the park, but he ends up in a memorial park. park it'll buy a memorial. And there's a massive cross, isn't there? There's a yeah. massive concrete cross. And uh, Scorpio reveals himself. This is a bit where he's like wearing the red hockey, like the red ski mask. Yeah. Um, and you, end, you hate him even more. He's fucking horrible. He, he is really fucking horrible. And uh, he's beating up Harry. He basically gets Harry, drop the bag, turn around, drop his gun. And he just starts beating the shit out of him. And as he's doing it, he says to Harry, I've changed my mind. I'm going to take the money and I'm going to let the girl die. I'm not going to tell you where she is. I'm going to let her die. And um, his, even his face, when he's got that yeah, he's red, got real horrible face. His, in yeah, it's like his mouth is like just real wet and open and... The bit where he gets stabbed, he howls when he gets yeah, we're in pain, and he's just even then you hate, you just hate, even yeah. the way he howls in pain. Do so you not get involved in a gun battle with Chico? Well, this is it. Harry would have died. Yeah. If him and Chico hadn't had that plan, where he would be following him, yeah. Harry would have out and out been murdered there and then. Yeah. You know, but Chico turns up, saves the day. Chico gets shot. But he gives Harry enough time to get the knight, the switchblade out of his boot and he stabs Scorpio in the thigh. Scorpio howls like a stuck pig. It does really howl. Oh, and it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> you hate you hate even the way he howls in pain. Yeah. You hate him. I absolutely hate him. Um and he goes running off. I think he loses the money, doesn't he? No, I don't think he does, does he? Does he take the money with him? Because yeah, he, fall- he, he, he falls down the hill into the, in the woods. So yeah. I, I just thought he got up and like limped away. Well, he gets up and he takes his ski mask off and he uses a ski mask to put pressure on the wound. And then he goes hobbling off. And I think he's dropped the machine gun that he had. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he dropped the bag of money. I don't think he took the bag of money. I'd have to have another look at that. Yeah, I, I, have thought, to, I, I, I thought he did, but... Yeah, I might be wrong. But anyway, so um, he he barely escapes mm. and Harry has been seriously... He's a, a kind of, Yeah, he's kind of seriously beaten up. He bust his jaw? Oh, yeah, he's lost... Yeah, he's broken a couple of ribs. He's, he, 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 he takes a real kick in. Um, yeah, and, she, and Chico's been shot. Chico's, Chico's Gonzalez. Chico's in a bad way. Yeah. Um, so... Sorry, Drew. Sorry, yeah. man, just... So, uh, Scorpio escapes and Harry goes back to the police station. I mean, you know, he's been seriously... Hey, he's fucked up. He's been proper kicked up. Um, back at the station, he's kind of hanging out in Bresler's office. and He's uh, just led on the thing, isn't he? Yeah, that's it. And they kind of... Um, you can kind of see that they kind of have an interesting... Him and his superior officer, they kind of have... a you get the sense they've got a kind of relationship yeah, kind a, of a friendship there's an understanding now yeah um, and there's a phone call and it, I, it basically transpires that a guy matching the description with a stab wound in his thigh has gone to a local hospital yeah so Harry and Did they put an APB out in the hospitals not an APB yeah 
Yeah, I, I, they may have notified all the hospitals to keep an eye out, but they, yeah, but basically they get a they get a tip off that he may have been to this hospital. And Harry now, obviously Chico has been shot. He's in hospital, so Harry goes with the with Fatso, the guy that he initially said, "Oh, I'll be, I'll go with this guy." Yeah. They head on down to the hospital. They talk to the doctor. Uh, and the doctor is kind of like, I kind of know the guy. I, I've seen him around. I kind of know him. And he matches the description. He had a wound in the same place. And the doctor's kind of thinking. And he's like, oh, hang on. No, I do remember. He lives at the stadium. He's friends with a caretaker. Yeah, like, he hands out flyers or something. Yeah, yeah, just over the road here. I'm pretty sure he stays there uh, as a guest of the groundskeeper. So Harry and his mate, so he's just squatting at the football stadium. Well, yeah, I guess he's got permission to be there. But yeah, he's just I guess he does odd jobs for him. So understandably, bearing in mind there's a 14-year-old girl that's missing. Yeah. Uh, Harry and his partner go to the stadium. They climb the fence. They track down Scorpio, who's limping and he's in a bit of a bad way. And uh, Harry basically chases him out onto the pitch, onto the American football pitch. And the lights come on, boom. Yeah, well, this is where his partner, Fatso, Laguidino, Le- Le- or whatever his name is, he's got to the lights, he's turned all the lights on, uh, and Harry just shoots Scorpio. He just shoots him in the leg, drops yeah. him, and he gets over to him, and Scorpio, again, reaches a whole new level of hateful. Because he's just like, oh, you were going to kill me. Oh, you tried to kill me. I want a lawyer. I've got rights, man. I've got rights. You've hurt. I can't believe you shot me. I've got rights. And Harry is just like, where's the girl? Where's the girl? And Harry starts kind of torturing him, like leaning on his leg, this bleeding. And he's like, where's the girl? And... Really good. It's like a real. It's like the foggy pitch. Yeah. Him and Scorpio, the only two people on it, and as Harry is kind of stepping on his leg, you get that great shot where the camera kind of it just starts pulling away, and it goes back and back and back, and then they're covered in fog, and then it's at the camera is outside the stadium and just still pulling away, pulling away. Really, really good. Um. Cut to Harry is up, it's twilight, and Harry is up on like some cliffs yeah. above the Golden Gate Bridge, yeah. somewhere up around there. And this is a, this is a, this hits you hard, this Literally. scene. Yeah. As a younger man, I don't think this scene ever really hit me like no. it did now. But you see him pulling the girl out of the, she's basically been dropped in like what, a storm drain? Or yeah. like that in a sewer somewhere. So when they first pulled her out, you think, oh, she's a lot. Oh, no, she's not. Yeah, no. And I mean, she's completely naked as well. That's what makes it a little bit shocking. She's completely naked. Um, it turns out, yeah, it turns out the girl's died. Yeah. Um, so uh, then we cut to Harry with a DA. At this point, you're kind of thinking, well, film's over. Yeah. Yeah. That's that then. Yeah, he was a baddie. He did bad shit. Harry caught him. It's all over. All yeah, all wrapped up. But hold up, wait yeah. a minute. Yes. Uh, the DA's involved. Uh, so Harry goes to see the DA. <laughs> and he's cock a hoop for about a second. Well, the D- the DA is like, uh, he's like, uh, Harry, 
you you've broken so many of this guy's rights and harry is like yeah i'm, I'm all broken up about that guy's rights <laughs> i can't i can't do the voice um and it basically it turns out that because they had no warrant to go into the stadium the rifle the sniper rifle that they found is, is completely inadmissible uh, the confession that they got about where the girl was yeah. is completely inadmissible because he got it under duress. So, gee, on a technicality, this guy, yeah, yeah. he walks free tomorrow. He yeah. walks free on a technicality. And what film were we talking about? Oh, this is, it's what was, a what trip. Film were we talking about? <laughs> was it, what were we talking about the other week where somebody got away on a technicality? Uh, I can't remember. It oh, happens a what lot. Was it? Oh, in Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy yeah. Krueger. He walked away on a similar technicality. Yeah. Um, I would have to say, I'm no expert. John Saxon would have made a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, John Saxon would have made He would have done, deal. wouldn't he? Yeah. Um, I would have to say, I'm pretty sure they could have still got him on assaulting a police officer. Yeah. Uh, the whole bit where he's shooting... He shot Chico. Yeah. So, again, assault with a deadly weapon yeah. on a police officer. Um, the whole fact that he was orchestrating the ransom... He must have had some of his... Oh, no, he'd have DNA then. Yeah, but he could have just, said, he could have just said that with me. They Yeah, but, the, yeah, but, but then what, Chico and Clint Eastwood would have been like, yeah, it was. I, we positively identified you. It was you. But you got two think, coppers saying, no, it was you. Even though you were wearing a ski mask, I know it was you. I, 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 he wouldn't have walked free. No. There's no way. Not with what? Four, three yeah, gaps on his hands? And I mean, I think even, even though... Even though there may have been aspects of it where you think like, okay, I can kind of understand where that, that may not get it into court. They had just cause to go into the stadium... Yeah. Because they believed that they were trying to find... a, four, They were desperate to find a 14-year-old girl whose life was in danger. Yeah. I also think as well, uh, because Scorpio was staying at the stadium, he didn't own the place. No. And I'm fairly certain when all the facts come out, the owners of the football team, the owners of the stadium, would have said, well, we, we had no problem with you entering. You yeah. know, we own it. Yeah, because yeah, it wasn't his house. It wasn't his house. It was a stadium. So I, f- you kind it of... It doesn't make sense, does it? Not entirely. But I get the point that they're, they're trying to They're make. trying to make a point, yeah. but... It's, it's exploitation. Yeah. And what they're exploitating, exploitating are people's fears of that time. And people's fears, or this portion of the audience that they're trying to get, is that fear Oops. that in some ways... You still hear about it now, where really the victims' rights are forgotten, and we're uh, we're more concerned about the rights of the criminal, or uh, we're so concerned about people's rights that in some ways it can end up allowing criminals to go free. Yeah, and you've got to have due, you've got to have due process. The police do have to follow rules, but the film is saying. In this, this can, case, this could easily happen. This right? could easily happen, and this guy is out and out evil, and he he is. This guy is out and out yeah. evil, and they know he is. They know, they know it's him. So what does Harry do then? 
Well, Harry starts kind of following him. He's everywhere before he harassing him. <laughs> He's everywhere. He's even in the strip club. Yeah, <laughs> that's a cringy strip. It's a horrible strip club. Um, so yeah, so he's basically just wherever Scorpio is, Harry suddenly is there. Uh, and Scorpio, uh, he's such a snivelling shit it's man. A devious tricky. Guys. Oh, he's a nasty. Works shit. out, doesn't it? Uh, it, uh, Scorpio pays a guy to beat him up to smack the shit out of him yeah uh, and even in that Scorpio he's horrible you hate him he says a he's bad a, word yeah Jamie. he's just a nasty nasty shit he, he, he says a bad word so he'll kick the crap out of him more yeah and he does understandably uh, so he gets beaten up uh, and he blames it on Harry he's like he's in going into hospital and he's on camera it was like an episode of Luther if I remember rightly oh okay do you remember when? Um, do you remember that episode of Luther? I don't the, know that I ever really watched Luther. I never watched. Well, I've seen the odd episode. Well, they it, similar thing. They catch a, a criminal, but they can't use the evidence or something, and okay. everybody knows who it is. Yeah. So Luther does his. It's not He does a similar thing. Okay. It's a similar setup. Well, he doesn't beat him up. Well, no, no, Luther does. He gets his DNA and puts it somewhere where it shouldn't be. Anyway, we're not talking about Luther. Oh, okay. So, no, hang on. So, what the. He it, does beat the guy up. Yeah, I just said the whole situation reminded me oh, okay. of that. Well, I'm just. I'm intrigued by. Well, I thought you would have watched Luther. Nah, I have seen a few. I just never. No, I would watch it. I just never really. Um, so. Okay, so Scorpio is basically. He's been beaten up. Harry's now looking like he's guilty of harassment and, you know, police brutality and yeah. all that. Um, and again, it's highlighting a kind of... Uh, it's a criminal playing a victim. Yeah. It's like playing the victim card. I'm a victim here. And throughout the whole film, Scorpio acts like he's, a vic- like he's the victim. Yeah. And um, that all pays into the differences between them, you know. Um, Harry doesn't like anyone, but he doesn't like himself either. Harry would include himself in that. He Harry doesn't like people, and he doesn't like himself. Scorpio thinks he's better than every... Ha- Scorpio loves himself, he hates everyone else. So there's that kind of... yeah. Um, you know, Scorpio just worries about himself. He wor- if he's in pain, then it's the worst thing in the world. He'll howl like a baby because he can't handle pain. You don't give a shit about anyone else's pain. Um, so there's this whole, there's the whole, there's the whole issue that now Harry is in the spotlight. Um, but they know he didn't do it. He didn't no. get arrested or anything, does he? No, I think they kind of... Yeah, I think they have word... I, I can't quite remember how that plays out, really. It's just... It don't, that doesn't really go anywhere, does it? Really? No, because they show him taken to the hospital with a news cruiser around him. Harry does get told to lay off, doesn't he? They do say, stay away from him. Stop following him. Stop having anything to do with him. Yeah. Um, Chico can't do nothing because he's in hospital. Well, how, well, Harry goes to see Chico in the hospital... And I would say this is another example 
of where we kind of see that underneath it all, Harry is a decent bloke. Yeah. And in in that, he he cares about. You can see he cares about Chico in Chico, that scene. Chico's on about quitting the force. Isn't yeah, he? but Harry's just real ni- nice to him. He's just nice, and he's nice to his wife, and he's chatting to his wife as they leave the hospital. And Chico was saying that he was thinking about quitting the force. Yeah, he and Harry's sort of saying, like, well, I don't blame you. You know, you two, you, you know, you've got kids. You can have a life away from it. And this is where it kind of comes out that Harry's wife died. Yeah. And she was killed by a drunk driver. And even in that, he's not... He doesn't he don't talk about the drunk driver like you would expect him to. He just sort of says... No, yeah, it's, it's just it's just one of them things. Drunk driver, he crossed the line. Yeah, if it was lethal weapon, it'd be a ten minute monologue. Yeah, yeah. It, they would hammer the point home. Yeah, yeah. Where you you come to realize it's literally le- done in a t- thirty second conversation. Yeah, lethal weapon is this, but like turned up. Yeah, like not subtle. Lethal weapons hitting you over the head with it, whereas Dirty Harry, weirdly, is a lot more subtle. Yeah. And that you, you talked talk to people about Dirty Harry. In fact, what do you remember about Dirty Harry? I bet no one would remember the fact that his wife had died. No, of course he And he was sort of de- dealing with it. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah, okay, so never. I just, I, Harry's, I think Harry's a pretty solid guy. Um, so this is when Harry. So then we see Scorpio rob the liquor store. Liquor yeah, that's store. Weird. That's a weird way of doing it. He's an asshole. He's it a hor- horrible. Every time you see him, bitch. yeah. Every time you see him, he gets worse and worse. Where does the conversation go? Because he goes into the. the he knows what he's going to do. He hasn't yeah. got any weapons anymore. No, no. Well, he he's been beaten up, and the liquor store guy kind of goes, "Oh, what what happened to you?" And he goes, "Oh, well." I hit my wife and she told her brother and he hit me several times. And the liquor store guy is just like, oh, uh-huh, yeah, that's life. Kind of, oh, yeah, these yeah, things are weird. It's like, well, no, what? He's just told you he's, he's just told you he's beating his wife up. It was the 70s, didn't care. Um, and then he kind of says like, oh, aren't you the liquor store which has been robbed like 20 14, times? 14 times, yeah, and the old guy's like, yeah, that's why I keep this gun down here. I keep it handy. And he's like, oh, ooh, put the gun away. I, I scare really easy. And he puts the gun away, and then he just cracks him around the head with a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> he Kicks the crap out of him yeah. and licks his gun. Um, with a Luger, another German guy. It is a Luger. Yeah. yeah, you're right. He does take, yeah, he st- so he steals that from the liquor store. He takes a Luger. Um, and now we're really into like the last third act of the film. Scorpio hijacks the yellow school bus. Yeah. The kids on. Um, it's horrible. This bit. Yeah. Um, Does he phone again for a ransom? The, I think he leaves a note. No, he does he, ring. He, he does he make a phone call. He makes a phone call with a with the chief. Yeah, with I think the bus driver. I think he's left a message with the mayor because they call Harry in. And they know something's going on. They say they're waiting for a call. And I think when the mayor, when he's in the mayor's office, that's you would have thought when they, they would have had somebody driving from a distance. Well, yeah, because they they knew. Well, where's the FBI in all this? But this is the thing as well. It's like okay, we we haven't got the evidence to go to trial, 
But we all know this guy is a crazed killer. Yeah. So we can't convict him because we don't because of the law. We just follow him till he makes but, a mistake. But we all do know he is a this is a bad guy. So anyway, so he's kidnapped the school bus, and uh, I think this is where it takes it to the point where you have literally had enough of him. Yeah. And you have already is when he fucking hits that kid. When they're singing the... Oh, he's making them sing like Row, Row, Row Your Boat and uh, Old Um, MacDonald. Yeah. And that one kid's just, you know, his one kid's scared and he's afraid and he hits the kid. He goes full nasty bastard. He hits the kid. And starts going, Row, Row, Row Your Boat. Yeah, he's just such a douche. And at that point, you're like, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I want this. You did anyway, but now you're like, this guy has to die. Yeah. You know? And it's at that point where the school bus gets off the freeway and it's dropping down and Harry is just stood up on the bridge. Right. How did he know which way that bus was going? Because he'd kind of heard what his plan was because he'd phoned in the ransom and he said he was going to go to, he wanted to go to a plane. He wanted a private right, okay. jet. So Harry knew he was going to the airport. And I guess he worked out from where he was what route he would take. Right. Um, I don't care. <laughs> him him on that bridge at that point, it's and you're just like, yeah, it's... And Scott, this is also the point where you, like I said, you are... You've had it up to here with Scorpio. You're like, you are such a horrible, nasty villain... Um, Harry's on the bridge the bus goes under the bridge Harry drops down onto the bus that's a big fucking risk it's a great action scene I'd kind of forgotten a bit about that yeah, bit where Harry's on the top of the he could have been dead immediately yeah because he just starts shooting through the roof yeah it's a big risk he's got like loads of kids hostage. he could just start shooting the kids yeah again this is why it's a movie fantasy and this is why in the context of a movie Harry works because yeah. what Harry always does is right. He's never wrong. Yeah. If Harry dropped onto that bus and Scorpio had just literally bang shot one of the kids, yeah, it it would all fallen apart. Yeah. And in real life, probably what would have happened. Something like that probably would have happened. So that's why you hear that, coppers out there. Don't yeah. go jumping on the bus roofs. Yeah. No. But in the context of the film, you're completely with Harry. Jumps on the roof. He basically he crashes the bus, doesn't he, into like what looks like a what is it, an aquarium, isn't it? Yeah, is it a coal yard no, it's, or it's a, just like a quarry? It's like an industrial shithole, isn't it? It looks a little bit like the bit out at the end of RoboCop. Yeah. Um, but where were the rest of the cops? I don't if know. Harry knew where he was. Did he tell any, any of the other Well, cops? no, because he, he'd already kind of sort of lost his rag with them a bit because they were all planning on getting a plane and trying to pay the ransom. Yeah. And Harry kind of said to him, like, "How? why are you still playing along with this guy? You need to just stop him. And Harry looks up to him and says, I, you can get another delivery boy. And that, so he kind of goes renegade. That's when he tracks him down. He's on the bridge. Basically comes down to just a shootout between the two of them in the whatever yeah. did he, industry. Did, did he kill the bus driver or did he just knock her out? No, I don't think he kills her. He just I knocks her yeah, out. I don't think he kills her all. Because he kids. starts driving a bus at one point, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he just knocks her unconscious. 
She's good. The she's bus, really good. Yeah. She's really good at conveying the... Because she's trying to hide it from the kids. Mm. But you can see that she's really worried and upset. And, um, oh, it'd be terrifying. Yeah, so yeah. Like, she's she's um, really endearing. And then after Scorpio hits the kid, she kind of says, you can't, you can't do that to children. You can't do that. You're going to you know, you're gonna hurt them. Um, yeah, I know. She's kind of sweet. Um, so anyway, it's gunfight. Gunfight in the industrial place. And uh, it all comes down basically to Scorpio grabbing a kid. Like poor kid fishing. Yeah, little kid fishing. Scorpio just grabs him out of nowhere. And uh, Harry, by this point, is as angry as the audience. Oh, you are so. Uh, yeah, you sick are, of him. You hate this guy. And Harry just takes the shot, you know? And again. Could have killed that kid. But again, we're in a movie. <laughs> Harry's never wrong. Harry doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't miss. He hits Scorpio. The kid gets away. And then we get to the whole... The bit of the jetty. Yeah, which is, which has been set up so well earlier on. Yeah. Where he basically does the whole other speech. It's just exactly the same speech. Pretty much, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Did I fire all six shots or only five? Now, from earlier on, we think, oh, he did this trick before and he didn't have any bullets. He does it again now and, yeah, he's still got a bullet left yeah. in the gun. And I did count. Did he? Yeah, and he does only fire five. <laughs> yeah, he does. He has got one left. And uh, the other interesting thing is that Scorpio does think he's lucky. He does go for the gun. Yeah. And he ain't. Because <laughs> he's got a bullet left. So Harry guns him down. Bah, bang, bang. Bye-bye, Scorpio. His clean off, though. Yeah, I would have liked to... Have... <laughs> I thought I was going to... I really would have liked to have seen him actually blow his head up. But he just shoots him in his chest. Scorpio falls into the river. Uh, and Harry, uh, he throws his badge away. He takes his badge out. Flings it in the river. Throws it into the river. The end. The end. Do you reckon he go back, goes back and gets another one before the, before the well, sequel? Well, he's back to work for the next four movies, yeah. so... Um, I love it, mate. What, how, how, what, what are you looking at star-wise? Four. Really? Yeah. I'm going to go five. I, I think it's aged. I think some of the cliches that it probably originated are a bit tired now. Um, yeah, a lot of those cop on the... He's a cop, a cop on, on the, the edge. edge. Yeah, but he did. He still thing, did it. There. The only thing it's missing is a screaming chief of police, which I think happens in the sequels, doesn't it? Yeah, they kind of yeah they <laughs> go down that way. But no, it's it's. But the chief, I, the I chi- haven't. I've got to be honest. I haven't watched it probably since the the mid to late eighties when uh, the Deadpool came out. Okay, I, I probably haven't watched because I probably watched them all. We all like hired them out. And watched him when we watched the last one. But how? So how do you read his character? How do you see him? Is he is he a racist fascist? Um, I wouldn't say racist. Probably not. Now that we explain that bit, um, don't have to watch the other films. But I, th- I think he's. I think I think, this... I think you'd say he was a. Uh, 
Oh no, 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 he's not a liberal, but um, he. I think the second film. This is what, like I was saying earlier. I think it. The second film goes out of its way to show that he isn't a fascist. Yeah. Because in the second film, it's a gang of cops, and they're basically vigilantes, aren't yeah. they? And they're like people they they feel have escaped justice. They're yeah. just going out and gunning down. Yeah. And Harry is not on board with that. They through the film they kind of think that they might be able to get Harry onto their cause and there's a crucial scene in it where Harry basically says it's a pretty shitty system but I'm going to go along with it until someone comes up with a better one I'm going to go along with the system that we got so he, he's not he's not a fascist he's not and I don't think he's a fascist in this you know he just don't like bad he don't like criminals and who does? Who? No one likes fucking criminals. Those people are assholes. They are. If there were no criminals in the world, it'd be way better. People just did all right by one another. Yeah. You know? He he reminds me a little bit of, like, one of those guys that is, like, could be a bully, but only bullies the people that need to be fucking bullied. Do you know what I mean? Like, one of those kind of guys. That's how I see Dirty Harry. So what, you, you giving it five? Oh, yeah, it's a, mate, it's a classic. It's a perfect movie. Okay. It's one I of those... We, I think we can... It's up there with Jaws in terms of, like, it's, it is a perfect... I, it is. I, every scene, every bit of it, in my mind, is just... I don't know if I go as good as Jaws, but... It's five stars. Like four, it's four stars is still a strong score. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Anyway, have you got any other business? Uh, I've got to have a pee. And I'll have a think about it. Are we pausing it or are we ending it? Just stop it a minute and then we can end it. When I Right, any other business, Jamie? No, I was pretty Did you think it, about man. it when you were emptying your bladder? Or I was we... thinking about it. Um, we should work on, as we will, a lot of these franchises... We should do the dirty. We should do all of the dirty Harry. Films. Okay, I like the dirty Harry films. They um, do get progressively bad, progressively bad. Yeah, uh, so yeah, I like the one with Time Daily. Time Daily is really yeah, good, and I think, I think it's the Enforcer. Yeah, I think uh, Magnum Force and the Enforcer are all right, but after that, it drops off quite a bit. I think. Oh, the Enforcer ain't that great. Which yeah. is the second? Magnum Force is the second one, and even that ain't quite as good no that the first one feels really well paced in my mind even though it's a sev- an early 70s film uh, it does just seem to move at a pretty good rate whereas Magnum Force I, there are bits of it where some of the even some of the murder scenes they just sort of drag on a little bit um, I still like it um, yeah so yeah Dirty Harry Five stars. Okay. No more business then? <laughs> uh, not really. I haven't seen much else this week, Mark. I did watch uh, White Buffalo, uh, which was uh, uh, a Dino De Laurentiis film. After Jaws came out, he produced Orca, yeah. which was a rip-off of Jaws. He Richard was... Harris, if I remember rightly. Yeah, that's right. Is, that the one? Is it Eat His Cat? 
Eat his cat? Yeah, I think there's a cat on his boat. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, there's Orca. I haven't seen that one. He also did King Kong, the key King Kong remake with Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Which is pretty bad. Stan he, Winston in a monkey suit. It's pretty bad. And he also did White Buffalo, right. which is Charles Bronson as uh, Wild Bill Hickok. And he, uh, him and Crazy Horse... Played by uh, the guy out of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I think is it Will Sampson? Yeah. Who plays the chief in Crazy and uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? He plays Crazy Horse, and they team they team up to hunt down a giant albino buffalo, which has killed Crazy Horse's village. The whole village. Well, yeah, it stampeded through the village. I think it killed his wife and child. Oh, right, okay. So Crazy Horse wants revenge. In Wild Bill, Charles Bronson, he's just been having weird dreams about the buffalo. Right. Is it so, any good? Nah, I'd love to say. <laughs> it sounds amazing. Well, it sounds you tell, amazing. I know you tell people about it, and you're like, this sounds awesome. Not really. Ugh. Not really. Ugh. I wanted it to be. There's not enough of the white buffalo. And it looks quite good. It in some it almost um it reminded me a bit of Razorback in some places, like yeah. the buffalo. Kinda looks similar. This there are some scenes of the white buffalo charging that looks way better than anything in Razorback. Right, okay. Something that looks quite good. But yeah, ultimately it just doesn't Stars. It, Oh, white buffalo. Yeah. For the idea I'd give it five. For the actual execution, I'm gonna have to go probably Three lower end three. Well, I watched um, bodies, bodies, bodies. Um, I don't really want to give a review on it now. I'll wait till you've watched it. We well, can just tell me what you thought. Well, How many stars did you get? Two. Okay. So, you so I may one. never watch it. So you may never watch it, but I probably we have not. disagreed on some films before. Yeah. It just tries a bit too hard to be um, hip. No, it's. That's not the right word. It's it's just a ice full of horrible pe- horrible kids. Okay. And they're horrible, and they make a point of making it known that they're Generation Z or whatever it is. Okay. Z. Z. I love Generation Z. That's my that's my favourite generation. They know what's going on. Um. So is it a murder mystery? Um. Is that a bit yeah, good? Is it, there, so is there a whodunit well, element to kind of, Well, kind of. And does that work? Twist, there's a twist at the end, which is pretty good. Okay. Um, See, that's enough for me. I mean, I'd, the, I'd the, like... The uh, best two people in it, I hate to say this, are the men. Because the girls just got on me nerves. Well, you can say that. Why is that? The characters. The characters the, are yeah, so you can say annoying. That. Even the one that you're supposed to be on the side of is annoying. Okay. And... Uh, Lee Pace is in it. Oh, okay, I like him. Without any makeup on. Okay. Doesn't look like an elf. Or he's uh, he's a big guy, isn't he? Lee Pace. He's quite a big guy. Yeah. Uh, he's all right in this. The character he plays is is. He can't. He's like, not one of the kids though, is he? No, well, no, he's no, got he's a, what, he's, what, he's, he's four, is he? He's, he's, he plays a boyfriend of one of these Gen Zers. So a boyfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got how old is Lee Pace? Forty. Ish. Okay. So is it? And he's obviously playing a much older... Yeah. Okay. Um, Davidson, what's his name? The comedian. 
Jim Davidson. No, not fucking Jim Davidson. Pete Davidson. Okay. Nick Nick. No. I, I hate that bastard. Yeah, let's not even go <laughs> Pete Davidson. Oh, okay. Right. He, he's mildly better. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a lot of things, but he's a lot better than Jim Davidson. Yeah, yeah. But he's pretty good in it. He plays kind of an antagonistic okay. douchebag. Oh, okay. He's, you kind of think, well, he's got a point. <laughs> he's got okay. a point. He's good and at he's playing douches. He's good at, he's good at needling people. Okay. Uh, the character he plays is quite needly. 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 Oh, I want to see it now. You've, you've sold me. Yeah, I mean, it's you, you might enjoy it. If for, It's not a horror film. It's really? not scary. Uh, at all. No, you never are these days, Mark. I'm no, a 46-year-old man. I don't... Oh, yeah, oh. it's just... Even as a... I couldn't tell you the last even, time. Even as a film with teens in getting killed, yeah, it's it's not scary at all. Do they get killed on camera? Uh, I won't spoil anymore. No, but, but you, but you see people get killed yeah, on camera. Yeah. Okay, is it gory? No, not really. No, not really. Not at all. No, not a bit of blood. Okay. Yeah, it's no terrifier too, Jamie. Isn't it all set during a storm? Hurricane. See, I love that. I'm in already. People trapped in a location and there's a storm going on outside. Yeah. I love that and there's murders going on. I'm in. I'm in. I'm sold. Okay. Right. We're going to wrap this up now. Okay. What are we doing next week? Your choice. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Say goodnight, Uh, Jamie. Goodnight, Jamie. Jamie and Fortune's Betamax Dungeon.